0: Welcome to A Dopamine Kick, your weekly dose of positivity.
1: We're your hosts, Sparky and Shell.
0: Join us each week as we help change your habits, tackle fears and challenge your mindset. Let's get to it. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 42 of A Dopamine Kick. So the last couple of weeks we've tried something a little bit different. We've gone completely off script and just had a conversation Um, And we've had quite a lot of feedback that uh, people really enjoy that and they find that easier um, to listen to. Um, So we are going to carry on with that. And today we're just going to have a conversation. Um, But today we're going to take it even one further and we're going to put this out unedited just as we record it.
1: Oh God, this is going to be a big thing for both of us, unedited, but you know, it's got to be done.
0: We can do it. We can do it.
1: Exactly. And as I always say uh, at the beginning of every single episode, if you haven't already, please consider following us or subscribing to us on whatever platform you are listening to us on. And if you could leave a review as well, that would be great. or send us a message and let us know how you're finding these episodes because we always want to know.
0: So today we thought we'd talk about um, our journeys a little bit. So uh, I know in previous episodes, uh, we've discussed that we uh, both have been um, referred for ADHD diagnosis and of a assessment. Rather, I should say, not diagnosis. I was going to say, don't don't jump jump ahead ahead. of yourself, there, Shell. Assessment. (laughs) Um, And so there's been uh, some developments on that. So, um, Sparky, you were going to be assessed, weren't you, this week? But unfortunately, that's been (laughs) delayed with um, the Queen's funeral. And yeah. so we don't have a definite date for you yet. And my date is uh, Wednesday, the 5th of October. <laughs> so yeah, lots of mixed emotions about that. So I thought it'd be nice for us to have a, a chat. So uh, we haven't talked about this beforehand. We've messaged a little bit back and forth over the week, but we haven't had a chance to have a, a chat. So these will be sort of our real reactions, I guess. Um So, I have got a few questions. I know, you're going to put me on the spot. I'll start this off. No, no, it's nothing bad. It's nothing bad. You can ask all of them back as well. Okay. So, so the first thing I I wanted to speak to you about is how do you feel about having an assessment? And the reason um, I wanted to ask that is because, obviously, initially... Uh, we, when we started this journey, we were under the impression that it was going to take a lot longer to, uh, get an assessment. Um, and now it seems that we are both going to be assessed quite quickly. Um, so I just wanted to know, like, how do you feel about that? Has that changed things for you? Well, I think the first thing to point out is
1: (laughs) obviously, as I've said before in the past, particularly in Shell's case, if uh, you want to do something, then you're going to get it done as quickly as possible. And I think this is kind of the case here with both of us. It's like, we've (laughs) got to wait two years. (laughs) No, that's not happening. We're going to have. Two to
0: seven. (laughs) That's what I've been told. Two to seven years. It's
1: wrong, really, for somebody. I think anyway, personally. Well, considering
0: to be diagnosed with ADHD, you have to actually, the symptoms have to be affecting your life and and compromising (laughs) your life. Two years yeah. is like a long time to wait, but seven? Exactly. That's insane. And, and you
1: know what? Some people don't, aren't even aware of it. They don't even realise. So there could be you know, they could be dealing with these symptoms on a daily basis and they have to wait that long. And, you know, like we've said before, we didn't even realise that we might have something like this because nobody told us, right? So it could take even longer. And obviously, you know, it's took 30 plus years (laughs) for anybody to realise this. So for me, I guess from my standpoint anyway, I am just kind of relieved in a way that, um, I'm not saying I definitely have ADHD, but for me, on some level, there's some sort of relief that I could possibly have answers to the way of being, uh, my whole entire life. And that yeah. it, I guess, in someone that's completely new to it, like you, Shel, for example, and I don't mean new to kind of ADHD or mental health. I mean, for example, like I've had to see, people in the past about depression and anxiety and things like that. So to me, it's nothing new to go and see someone and speak about (laughs) my problems, issues or whatever. So that answer to me is like, it's kind of exciting in a way rather than, oh, OK, well, this is this is quite nerve wracking for me. But I under, I understand completely why somebody would feel that way, because that's how I first was when I had to talk to anybody about any of my problems. But I've, I've got so much experience of this now talking to somebody <laughs> that really when I look at all the symptoms and the signs and I watch all these videos and there's, you know, there's all these funny things. And uh, me and my friend and, and you as well, we'll send each other memes and videos. And it's like, oh, my God, that's so me. I can't help but feel that if that is me, I now have answers to it. And and that to me is, a, well, kind of nice to know that maybe at some point I'm going to be normal. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate to use that word normal. I don't see it like that. But, you know, there's an answer to my problems in the sense that I can't focus and things like that. So I guess yeah. from my point of view, I'm not I'm trying to look at it from the positive perspectives rather than then think about all the bad things about it. How about, how about you? Because I know that you're going to be a little bit different to me. I know that you told me you were a bit nervous. So.
0: I am just an emotional wreck right now. Um, I feel like I've gone from like naught to 60 and like, all my bad things are just coming out. Like, I think on the surface, I'm, I'm keeping it together. And yeah. probably people who don't know me that well wouldn't necessarily know that something was up. But, like, behind the scenes, my junk food consumption has gone through the roof. Um, my impulse spending, again, gone through the roof. And, like, I, I tend to be quite strict with that anyway. Yeah. So when I say impulse spending, like, I'm not, like, the kind of person who, you know, goes out and buys i don't know designer clothes every day or anything like that but it's just silly little purchases that i wouldn't have made if i wasn't feeling emotional yeah um so yeah for me this is all like super new so i've always known that i was neurodiverse because i was diagnosed as a dyslexic when i was about nine so all of the stuff about you know a lot of the adhd symptoms are really overlapping anyway so like you know the always being late living in chaos that sort of thing yeah so I always just thought it was like either my dyslexia or just me being a bit shit at life um <laughs>
1: which is which is why we started the
0: podcast because yeah, we were like we're definitely. both really shit
1: at life let's start a podcast and yeah. let's talk about all these different issues and how we deal with them uh because obviously there's been things that we've done along the way to help ourselves but in general you know we aren't we aren't uh we aren't <laughs> We aren't,
0: well, I mean, we're not doing bad at life. We're just, we're just not the greatest, let's say. Just not the greatest, yeah. <laughs> but this the whole, like, talking to someone about myself. Oh, I'm just not looking forward to that at all. So I, I did start uh, seeing a CBT therapist. Uh, I think I'm about six, seven weeks in now. Yeah. Um, and, like, for me, like, that was kind of bad enough. Like, although I'm dyslexic, I've never really... I've never really had any sort of help with that. At school, yes. Yeah. Like I had like a, a special teacher at school and I like did all my exams on a computer, but it was all very academic focus. Like yeah. I've never really had that like consistent support with like emotional stuff. So yeah. yeah, I'm not looking forward to, I kind of feel like, I know it's not, I know that, you know, the, the psychiatrist is there to help and to make an assessment, but I kind of feel like it's a test and like I... <laughs> Almost like, you know, I'm gonna be like tricked or something and like I'm trying to like swat up on what the answers should be. And like obviously that there isn't really any answers. Like it's they're just you're just gonna ask about yeah. me. Um so yeah, I'm a real mix of emotions and <laughs> not doing very well. And I also don't know what I want the result to be either. Um, because I have all these symptoms and signs and obviously I was struggling that's what's led to this in the first place um so I guess in one respect I probably would rather have ADHD because then there's an answer for everything yeah. and you know I know that there's medications that you could take so you know there's a potential for me to be doing better than I am now yeah. so like on one hand I kind of almost in a sick way want to be diagnosed with it um but then there's another part of me that's like oh god what about If I do this assessment and the psychiatrist says, no, you don't have ADHD, like, we don't know what's wrong with you. You are just broken. You know, there there isn't a label for you're crazy.
1: Well, I mean, the thing to point out there is I don't think they're going to turn around to you and say you're just broken. I mean, if they do, then they're not a very good psychiatrist. You'd
0: hope that a professional wouldn't actually use the term crazy. But but that's definitely what I tell myself in my head. I
1: mean, at the end of the day, talking about yourself is always going to be hard. And there are people that don't like to open up. Um, I'm completely different opposite. I will... I like to open up about myself I don't know why I've always been very like me 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 maybe it's a bit maybe it's a bit self-absorbed in some way like listen to me I've got this problem you need to listen to me now. (laughs) I don't know if that's the ADHD because there is a symptom where you talk over people and, you know, you, you, you're yeah. impatient and you want to, you, you know, you need to be heard. Can't wait your turn. Yeah, so maybe that's that's part of it. Like, listen to me, listen to me. Um, and I mean, the things that I've told the, um, the psychiatrist in the past about the way I'm feeling and things, this is on a grand scheme of things, probably probably the easiest thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but... I think listening and researching because I'm 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 a very much I'm very much the kind of person who uh, I like to learn about things. And that's that's part of my hyper focus. So you'll notice everything in my life. If if there's an issue, it's researched and then it's tried to be fixed. So, for example. If there's an issue with my dog, I'm like, right, let's look at all these training people. Let's watch like 10,000 training videos. And then let's let's kind of put this into practice. And I'm like that in, in every aspect of my life. So obviously with the ADHD thing, I'm researching, looking it up, listening to other people, listening to professors. And God, you know, the, the amount of research that I'm doing is just unbelievable. But I find sometimes that you will you'll find people and you'll listen to them and you'll think, actually, do you know what? It's actually for me anyway really not that bad of a thing because it's not if if i do have this it's not my fault <laughs> and yeah. i'm trying to tell myself that and also i kind of now understand why I behave sometimes the way that I do. So there's this professor. I don't know his name, but I'll put them in the, sh- I'll put him in the show notes because I think he's a really good person to listen to. But basically, you know, we were talking before about how you, I can't do anything unless it's like emergency last a minute. Yeah. Now I understand why people with ADHD do that why they do things last minute is because there's some sort of chemicals and I'm not going to get into the science about this because obviously I'm not a scientist and I don't know what I'm talking about but this is just just a basic uh a basic rundown of it the chemicals in your brain um the neurons and electrodes and all you know obviously your brain's got lots of stuff going on uh when you're hyper focused on something so when you really enjoy something uh you can ha- this chemical can like pass through all of these neurons and and connect with each other really really well but when you're doing something that you perceive as boring or it's really hard or it's unmotivating or anything like that these chemicals kind of get stopped um they're not strong enough um so basically when you're anxious or you're stressed those chemicals are heightened which allows those chemicals to kind of push through, which forces you to get the stuff done. So I'm guessing that the medication sort of stimulants or whatever they use sort of has the same effect on the brain, which Mm -hmm. is why you end up actually being able to focus and get stuff done, which is, again, why... I only can seem to focus when it's an absolute emergency and something's going to happen to me. (laughs) You know, I'm going to, if I don't get this done now, then I'm not going to be able to get it done. I'm able to focus and get it done reluctantly, but I'm able to do it. And I think, I think kind of understanding that, and realizing that's what I do, it's kind of really helpful to me because otherwise, if I wasn't aware of that, I guess I'd just be going around in the same routine that had always been done, and I'd be passing you again in, at Christmas time um, on Christmas Eve shopping. Well, we're both running around trying to get presents. Oh my people. life!
0: That was the mo- I think that was the most stressful Christmas, wasn't it? <laughs> that was we'd-
1: a very stressful Christmas. Oh,
0: so we'd managed to both leave it until like Christmas Eve. I think we I think we'd been working. It was when we worked together, and I think uh, it was one of we the actually working
1: it? Christmas Eve as well. It wasn't yeah, we like were. we were left
0: <laughs> But I think it was one of those years that Christmas fell in the middle of the week. So you you, you don't get as much time off, do you? And yeah. um, I think we've been working the weekend before. So it basically it just all conspired until Christmas Eve, neither of us had a single Christmas present um and so we we both had work, and we were just frantically rushed from work into town and it was just it was it was like something out of a comedy because we weren't shopping together, we were frantically running around like doing each of those things separately and Birmingham city centre is is not small like it's quite a big place, but we just kept running past each other <laughs> completely unplanned. Just looking like progressively more and more frazzled and frantic as like shops were starting to close and we didn't have all the presents and, and then. Then we ended up, I think one, I can't remember which one, but one of us ran out of battery on our phone. So we lost, we were supposed to go home together, but we lost contact. But then we ended up like roughly arriving back home coincidentally at the same time anyway. And then we were in our our bedrooms, but with the doors open shouting across the hall as we were like frantically wrapping up all the presents. (laughs) It was pandemonium.
1: I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't get what they actually wanted
0: or just got
1: last minute presents like just I'm sorry you're just gonna have to deal with that this year
0: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) oh and we didn't know then
1: we didn't know then (laughs)
0: What, how did that not trigger in, like one of us to think, this is not normal?
1: Because we, we both thought else it was is doing normal.
0: This. We both thought it was normal. We were just enabling each other, weren't we? We were both just looking at each other, being like, oh, well, they're doing it too.
1: I'm pretty sure at some point, a lot of the times in your life, you thought, well, he's got problems. And I've thought the same issue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's just got problems. He's got issues. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Okay, moving on to my next question. Have you told anyone that you are going for an ADHD assessment? Like specifically those awkward conversations with like your parents, grandparents, family? No. I, the
1: reason that I haven't is because I kind of feel a little bit like, well, everyone knows that's listening to this, so it's fine. It's not a secret or anything like that. But it's just it's just the conversation, isn't it? Like, oh, by the way, yeah. I'm going for an assessment assessment. Um, what do you think? Do you know what I mean? And I know at some point, I think during an assessment anyway, you do need to have somebody um, that can either write a letter or at least say that what you were like as a child. So I'm going to have to at some point get my parents involved. That's fine. It's not like I'm keeping it a secret from them. I'm pretty sure they know anyway. Pretty sure my mum told me all my life when I was growing up, there's something wrong with you. You've got got (laughs) hyperactivity or something. <laughs> I mean I couldn't sit still as a kid. I, I um we had the we had this uh TV that had a glass glass door. Um and you know the glass door it's got a kind of magnet on it, open and close. Um I used oh, to yeah. just sit there and kind of like push it in and out and flick it with my feet all the time while like and I know this is a Birmingham term I'm gonna use, gamboling around on the floor, which basically just means like <laughs> roly poly <Board laughs> all around. Yeah. Um and this one time I, I was was swinging it really hard, you know. You get more a bit hot. You get a bit more hyperactive, and it and it like shattered. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, oh what am I going to do? So I blamed it on my um my brother who was about three at the time, throwing his bottle. Two at the time, maybe throwing his bottle at the uh at the at the, at the TV screen, and it shattered. But obviously, they're going to have to know all of this. That you know,
0: yeah, yeah. She's going to know now. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure
1: she does know at some point. I'm sure my sister dobbed me in. <laughs> how about you have you told anybody or uh
0: Uh, i've actually told very few people um so i've told my sisters
1: and do they agree are they saying yeah Um, yeah we think so too yeah
0: so my middle sister thinks that she also might have it um yeah and my younger sister um she just doesn't know very much about it Um, But she's, she's very supportive, but she's, she's, you know, she's eight months pregnant. So she has other things on her mind right now, which is, she's fine. Um, I haven't told parents, grandparents, to be honest, I haven't really told that many of my friends either, really. Just sort of the, those very closest to me, I kind of, I guess this goes back to like, imposter syndrome type things i don't want to tell people until i know for sure because i don't want to have to tell people yeah. afterwards oh yeah no i you know i i guess there's a bit of me that thinks i'm gonna to have to say afterwards no i don't have adhd i was just attention seeking so i kind yeah. of yeah well
1: i do think that part of the whole adhd thing is, is there's anybody listening that doesn't um doesn't know what it is i think sometimes you kind of get the wrong opinion of it as well. You think, you know, people are going to be like really up in your face and, it, you know, they're, they're going to be really difficult to be around. But that's not entirely the case. Like the fact that no one really told us that we had issues and the fact that we didn't even know ourselves just kind of goes to show that most of the time it's more it's more in your own mind. It's more symptoms that you do more privately than anything you know on the surface
0: I think it's quite different for a lot of people though isn't it both you and I are are fairly good at masking I think that's what it's called I didn't I didn't even know this was a thing but it's when you pretend to be other people So something that I do that I know, I know you do. I know you've told me that you do this as well is um, if I'm around someone and they've got an accent. Start picking it up. I start speaking in that accent. Yeah. And it's really (laughs) embarrassing. Like I I won't be able to help myself, but I'll suddenly, you know, start coming out with like thick Welsh (laughs) words or like really scouse. And it sounds like I'm taking the mick, but I'm not. I'm not even aware that I'm doing it. I can hear when it comes out. When I'm like, "Oh my god, why did I say that?" But it
1: just, it just happens. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's so, it's so alien to you. Like, for example, I'm from Birmingham, so I say things like Grant and Bath and Path. Like, so uh, there was this guy called uh Grant and I was he was he was from London and I was around friends that were from London and they would call him Grant. Uh and all of a sudden I started calling him Grant. <laughs> but yeah. it, it sounds like I'm taking the absolute P because yeah. I say Grant. So everyone's yeah. like Grant? What are you saying where's, Grant? Where's this for? come from? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I uh, I it's like when I went to uh university uh in Wolverhampton I started talking with the Wolverhampton accent but like, it was pretty quick. It wasn't just like I'd been there for all these years. It was like yeah,
0: a few like days and like going,
1: yum yum yum, yum. So I guess uh, that there's a point where we need to say to ourselves... I don't know where I'm going with this. I think you should take the lead. Cheryl. Are you doing
0: a Sparky's monologue? I oh, we yeah. said we're not going to oh, edit yeah. this one. I was. So I you're going to be screwed. People are going to hear how long these monologues go on for.
1: And then I, <laughs> and then I looked at the time and I thought, no, I don't have time to go into this long, long,
0: <laughs> long thing. <laughs>
1: So, have you got any more questions?
0: Well, I do have more questions, but we're already coming up on 21 minutes. So, I'm going to leave it there for today because we said we're not going to edit this one. So, it is going to end up being that long already. Um, So, I think let's leave it there for today and we'll pick it up next time.
1: Okay, cool. That sounds like a great idea. Okay,
0: cool. All right, everyone. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye all right that's everything
1: this week guys but if you want to carry on with the conversation join us over on our social media platforms we're on all the major channels and our handle is at a dopamine
0: we'd also be super grateful if you could leave us a review on the podcast wherever you're listening as it helps us to grow our audience and help more people okay we'll see you in the next one Bye-bye. bye bye bye